the Extraordinary Moms podcast. I'm Jessica Dahlquist, your host, and every week I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journey and the lessons that they've learned along the way. If I've learned anything from interviewing such a wide range of moms, it's that no two moms parent in the same way. We should celebrate that and learn from one another. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast today, and if you like what you hear, please share the show with a friend. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. This is episode number 28, and I am so glad you are here, and you are not going to be sorry when you hear from my guest today. Emily Norton is an extraordinary mom of five. She is an adoptive mom. She has fostered many, many children, and just to have some idea, she's adopted five and fostered 17, and she's 26 years old. Mm-hmm. You may know her husband. His videos went viral when after suffering an injury playing football his freshman year, he then went on to walk across the graduate stage at his college graduation and walk down the aisle to his bride, Emily. They have recently written a book called The Seven Longest Yards and just an incredible, incredible story. Emily is proof that you can do way more than you ever think possible on your own. And when you simply say yes to the calling that God has put on your life, he will magnify and equip you in every way possible. And I don't know of anybody that's more evidence of that than Emily. She is so delightful and you're going to love hearing from her today. So let's get right to my conversation with Emily Norton. All right, I am so thrilled to be chatting with Emily Norton today. Hi, Emily. Hi, Jessica. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. So I was running through my head before we got on because I've had Emily Orton on the show. I've had Natalie Norton on the show, but you're Emily Norton, and I did not yes. want to screw that up. <laughs> that was confusing. Those are close. It really is, but I am so excited to chat with you. I have heard about your story for a long time now, and I can't even believe that we're chatting now and that you've come such a long way in your family's journey and everything, so I can't wait to get all caught up. But for people that may not know you, Emily, will you just give a little background on yourself? Yes. So um, I grew up in Iowa and uh, come from a great family, had a passion since I was really young to just help others. Um, I learned about foster care when I was in high school and decided to go to college for um, foster, to, to learn to be able to help kids in foster care. Um, so after that, I met Chris during college and Chris is now my husband and we have been foster parents for three years. Um, we have five daughters that we've adopted and a little backstory on my husband, Chris, he suffered a spinal cord injury playing college football. Um, and he was given a 3% chance to move anything below his neck. Um, and he has just fought from that moment on. Um, we've shared some really amazing moments together um, where he's been able to walk across the stage at his college graduation and wedding um, when we got married, which was amazing, has inspired millions of people. So it's been, we're just on a mission to do what we can to um, offer others hope and help others know that with God and hard work that anything's possible. Uh, oh my gosh. Amazing. So how did you meet Chris? Yeah, so we actually met online, so through um, an online source, and um, we started just talking on there, and there's just an instant connection. Um, so when we met up, it felt like I had already known him. It was just a, I truly believe that God just brought us together and um, just a strong connection between us. That is so amazing. And so you did not go to the same college? 
We didn't. So okay. we actually went to a college about three hours apart for a while. Okay. Um, so that's, yep. And he played college football. And so would you go to the games? How, like, what was the long distance dynamic like at that time? Yeah, so he actually was injured when he was 18 years old, um, one of the first few games of the season. Um, and I didn't know Chris at the time. So we actually oh, met wow. years after he was injured, which a lot of people don't know that or kind of assume that we already knew each other. Sure. Um, but, yes, yeah, so that's an interesting piece about it. But um, so we long distance was hard because at the time he was in a wheelchair, so he wasn't able to drive. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still not able to drive yet. But um, he, I had to go. I had to drive there almost every weekend. Sometimes he'd have friends drive him up, but that was tricky. And I actually transferred to a college a little bit closer to him, only like an hour and a half away, which was a lot easier. Yeah, absolutely. I've talked to lots of people that have had, whether it's injuries or chronic illnesses and things like that. We've talked about the dynamic between them and their spouse. And there's definitely a lot of sacrifice and a lot of re-envisioning the future that goes into when somebody or one one partner has you know certain limitations or challenges and things like that, and mm-hmm. it's it's you know everyone's involved in 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 making this new life and creating a new normal, and so for you as you're pursuing this guy that you're interested in online and thinking wow like this this could be something this this could be long term, was there any part of you that was I don't know struggling with re envisioning the future or are you somebody that kind of just it approaches life with open hands in in general because I don't know I I find for myself I when I used to daydream about what my life would look like it looked a very particular way that I thought it was mm-hmm. going to go that way because I didn't have a life experience to show me that life is full of curveballs <laughs> and you don't get to pick okay. that so so what was that like for you no, absolutely. I completely relate with that because I was the same. Like I had a, a vision for what my future and what my life would be like. And yeah, so um, I was very naive to know what it would be like to date someone in a wheelchair or what that future would be like. Um, and uh, so I I would say, though, after we started dating is when I started then having some fears of like, how is this going to work for having kids for um, is so much is going to be on my plate. Like I started realizing what it took because um, Chris is, he had an injury from his neck down. So he's, he's able to get around in a wheelchair and all of that, but there's a lot of things he can't do and that he relies on me or somebody else to help him with. So then that was a, some fears came in of like, how is this going to work? Um, but we have just made it work. I mean, we just had seven kids about a month ago because <laughs> we adopted five and fostered two. So now I look at him like, we made it work and we can do it. Like there's just, there's different ways that you have to kind of figure out how to make things work and um, be creative where Chris has been really creative with coming up with ways where he can take the kids out um, and do things and give me a break still um, and just, you know, kind of be more creative with it. But I think back to that and think of like, if I would have let those fears get in the way, everything I would have missed out on Mm. Uh, because yeah, the future can be really scary and there's a lot of unknowns, but um, it's been, it was absolutely God's plan for us to be together and um, just for us to come together and really do what we can to for our family and to really impact others. So it's been amazing. I love that thought of thinking about what you would have missed out on because it's like, yeah, you wouldn't have chosen certain things. And we all feel like that. There's certain things. It's like, oh, I never would have picked this trial or this challenge or this circumstance to happen. But then most of the time is when you're still standing or still moving on and experiencing life, those are the things that teach us the most and, and mold us into really who we're meant to become. And it's a beautiful part of our journey. And I'm, I'm glad that didn't deter you either. Yeah, and so 
he had a goal to walk across the stage at graduation. And like you mm-hmm. said before, a 3% chance of even moving after his injury. Not walking, but moving. Right. What did you think? Were you worried about him setting such a lofty goal? Or is that just who he is and you knew he was going to do this? Yeah, I mean, I we both just went all in. Like, wow. I, I thought we would figure it out. Like, there'd be some way that we would figure it out. And he had this goal ever since he was injured. And it was actually one of the first things he told me before we met in person. He told me that that was his goal was to walk across the stage of his college graduation. And then about a year before he was about to graduate, he brought it up again. And um, we talked about it, like, let's just make it public. Let's put it out there, put it on your Facebook, um, do a blog, do something where, you know, this is your goal. You've got to do it. So we really, like, we did everything we could and just went all in. We actually moved to Michigan. Um, there was a great facility there called Barwis Methods where he started training. Um, and we, he would work, honestly, five, six hours every single day, if not more, um, where we, that was, that was our life. That was our, our purpose at that time was to do everything we could. And um, I was ready to help him, too because it was such a big part of his goal and I loved him so much. Um, so yeah, so we, it was, it took a lot of hard work and we hadn't, what I think about is, which is really cool is we had no idea the impact it was going to make. Like with a graduation walk, we had no idea that it was going to go viral and that hundreds of millions of people would see it. Like that was never um, something that we knew, but God had planted that in Chris so strongly and it was so cool to see why he did that and the reason he did that. We've had, had so many messages after that of like, you gave me hope. You helped me know that love is real. And um, like, I'm going to keep trying or people who are struggling with depression or suicide or suicidal thoughts, like anything like that. They were reaching out and sharing how much that impacted them. Um, so it was amazing to see all of that hard work and the reason for it. Mm. Videos like that and those type of stories that go viral, I mean, that is what the internet is made for. That is what social media, the power and the good, because I mean, I would never know about you guys on the other side of the country from me, but here I get this glimpse into what is possible and to see other people working so hard to achieve their goals. And while your circumstance may be so different than mine, that thread of resiliency and setting goals and what's possible, I mean... It's just, I mean, it just gives you chills thinking about it and, and yeah, to not premeditate absolutely. the reason for doing it. You know, sometimes when we set goals, it's like to appear a certain way or to, you know, get the accolade and stuff. But to do things for the sake of doing them and for the mm-hmm. sake of your own pride, like, that's what this is all about. Right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And I, I, think I so admire in Chris is like, he doesn't let fear hold him back. Mm. Um, a year before he wasn't even close to being able to walk across the stage of his college graduation. He was using, using this huge walker. I wasn't able to walk with him at all. Like I couldn't even take a few steps with helping him, like how he walked. So, I mean, at that point it was, it seemed almost impossible. Like, how is this going to happen? How is it going to work? And if he would have got caught up on the doubts and the what ifs and the fears and that wouldn't have happened, mm. um, which is so inspiring to me because I am somebody who st- struggles with fear getting in the way. Um, and even with all of, you know, writing the book that we just wrote and all of that, like, it's so easy to doubt yourself and doubt what you have to offer and, um, just let fear win. That's something that I'm trying to fight is not letting fear get in the way when you know that like, this is part of the plan. This is God's plan and something that's inside of you and just pursuing it. And, um, even when there's so many doubts and reasons why it won't work, but just pursuing it because you know that you need to, and you know that it's in your heart for a reason. So that's something that I so admire in Chris and he's helped me with, trying to fight my own fears as well. Yeah. So what's been a fear that you have personally 
faced and and worked through on on your own terms? Yeah, I mean, so I mean, I would say a big fear that I've been really working through recently is with this book, The Seven Longest Yards that we wrote, um, I open up about suffering from depression and anxiety. So literally right after the graduation walk, like I went down a really dark time where um, I didn't have hope, like I didn't ever think I would be me again. Um, I felt like I was completely gone and I was lost. I was in this dark, dark place where there was no hope. Uh, I didn't feel like I could get help because I was so independent and wanted to do everything myself. So talking about it with anybody, um, letting anybody knew, nobody knew, not my family, nobody. Um, Chris, I mean, we were actually living together at the time. So he, he saw signs like I wasn't myself, um, but he didn't know either because I was fighting this battle on my own. So that was a, a really hard time. And then, um, I mean, I was able to get through it and go to church and you know get the strength to go get actual professional help with a mental health therapist get on some medication, which changed everything, but it took a few years. And so now writing about that has been really scary and doing these podcasts and interviews and all of that. Um, I've had to really work through those fears of just, I know that I need to do this because there's so many people who are suffering with it. Um, but it's still scary to think about putting something so vulnerable out there. And I hate being vulnerable, mm-hmm. but I mean, I, I think the biggest way to fight it and what's been helping me is just doing it. Um, just absolutely just putting yourself out there and even when you're afraid, do it anyway. That is such a powerful sentiment. And I think especially since you're tied and linked to somebody who has been on display, his vulnerabilities have been on display. He's the one, you know, conquering fears and he's kind of the poster child for that. It'd be really easy for you to hide behind that. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. So so you could be like, yeah, let's just talk about his, his stuff and I'll be the supporter. And right. I'll go ahead and keep all my, my stuff kind of, kind of buried and we're not going to worry about that. But that is so brave of you to, to come forward with, with your stuff as well, because we all have stuff. And I think what's yes. also really power, powerful, Emily, is that caregivers, caretakers, and people that play that role can often not make any time for themselves to even address those things. Right, and they just absolutely. suffer kind of in silence and they may not even be aware or they may not think they're deserving to address those own things in their own mm-hmm. lives. And I'm so proud of you and happy for you. And you're going to be so much more of a caretaker, a mother, a spouse and everything because you're more whole. Have you right. begin, begun to see that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, everything you're saying, I'm just like, yes, like, yeah. that's so true. Um, so with the graduate, I had seen some signs of depression um, before the graduation walk, but I went absolutely all in completely taking care of Chris. I was his full-time caregiver at the time. And um, we were so focused on the goal. I just stayed busy to push those away. I pushed him down inside me and didn't face it. Um, and so that would be that hundred percent. Like once I was able to, you know, once we weren't focusing on that goal, it just came out quick because it was there the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a big thing that was kind of hiding it. So that was a big thing too, because for a long time there, I mean, people would look at me and think I had everything together. You know, like I have had so many people say like, you're perfect. You're an angel for being with Chris, like all these crazy things. I'm like, if you only knew, you have no idea. Um, So that was another big reason that I wanted to put this out there because so many times you have no idea what other people are facing and you can see them online or, you know, see it like these people saw us in the graduation walk and think, oh, she's got everything together. Um, And that's not true. Every single person is fighting their own battle. Everyone's struggling with something. Um, And that's so important is to just be very, very kind and um, realize that. Mm, I love that. That's really, really powerful. 
So how would you say these life experiences in the last few years and being with Chris and, and being that support and addressing your own things as well, how has it changed the way you view yourself and the way you kind of view the world and setting goals and things like that? Mm-hmm. I would say a big thing that I've realized about myself that's been, you know, with going through all those times is just doing, being okay with getting help and like getting help is a Hey everyone, I know you are absolutely loving um, getting to your family today, but I wanted to thank one of our show sponsors and that is Two um, so Sisters Spa. Spa. The biggest thing ever put your kids in the bath with a bath bomb? You know those fizzy, bubbly, sudsy bombs that either make suds and soapy bubbles or they turn your bath in color? Bath bombs are so much fun and that is what Two Sisters Spa has done. They've created beautiful, really fun bath bombs for kids and adults and the cool thing about the kids ones is that they have um, little prizes inside. As they dissolve, so the prize is revealed and your kids have a new place. It is so awesome. The founder, as Amanda, is a mom of two herself. And she is passionate about creating a product for moms to really say, I love you to your kids and make that time a little more fun. You are going to love all of their products that can be found on Amazon if you search for Two Sister Spa. Yeah, and I see And you can get everything from the Unicorn Surprise Bubble Bath Pack to the Pirate Surprise Pack. They are so much fun, and your kids are absolutely going to love having these in their bathtub. Amanda is committed to helping working moms have flexible working options, and so she employs all moms with flexible work hours, and I think that is so awesome. All the bath bombs are made in small batches in the USA, and they are made with ingredients that you can feel good about. So check out twosisterspa.com or head over to Amazon to get two-day shipping on your trust. Your kids will thank you. Thanks so much to Two Sisters Spa for sponsoring the show. Now let's get back to it with Emily. It's a battle, but people like to help. They like to help. Like Just like I like to help, you like to help and serve others. Um, others do as well, and it's it's they can give back and still do the same. But um, yeah, I think that's a big thing. Is that's what brings us together is when we're able to be vulnerable and let others help us and let others in, which is still something that I mean I still fight with. It's still hard because that's just naturally I'm not like that at all. Hey everyone, I wanted to jump in real quick and thank one of our show sponsors, and that is Wander Beauty. We recently just got back from a trip and I knew when I was packing, I didn't want to pack all my makeup. It just felt like so much stuff and it was taking up so much space. That is where Wander Beauty saved the day, literally. They have so many multi-purpose tools, both makeup and applicators and things like that that can just help you to eliminate all the excess stuff for busy moms on the go. And Wander Beauty worked perfect on my most recent vacation. I just got a new set of their brushes and you guys, They are so luxurious. The Nude Illusion Dual Foundation Brush has two heads on either side of the brush depending upon the thickness and the fluffiness of the brush that you want. I also love their Wandering Eyes Dual Eyeshadow Brush. And my absolute favorite product of theirs is their On The Glow Blush. On one side is like a bronzer type and the other is a corally pink blush. Wonder Beauty has seriously thought about all the issues that busy women and moms like us face, and they have solved them all, and I am so, so grateful. Wonder Beauty is dedicated to clean beauty and formulating everything with skin-loving products, and everything is cruelty-free, mess-free, and stress-free. So you can get 20% off your purchase at wanderbeauty.com EMP. That's wanderbeauty.com EMP for 20% off. Wanderbeauty slash EMP. And I would love to hear what items you pick up in your stash. Thanks, Wander Beauty. Now let's get back to it. So, Emily, 
I want to hear about your wedding day. Tell me about your yeah. beautiful wedding day that now millions and millions of people have seen. You are the most beautiful bride. Holy okay. smokes. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful bride, beautiful couple. Tell me about it from your perspective. Oh, yeah. I mean, that day was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. There were, um, I thought I was going to be more like nervous than I was, but I had so much peace waking up that morning and just so much peace that whole entire day that I just felt that presence of God and just, it was absolutely a dream come true. It was a great time with family and friends. And it, something I really wanted was me and Chris just to be completely in the moment, which happened, which was great. Cause I know sometimes you can, you know, worry about everything else where it's hard to stay in the moment with such a big event, but we really like, it felt like it was just me and him when we were getting married, which was amazing. And then it was really cool too. We actually had, um, we were, had our kids who were in foster care at the time who we've now adopted in our wedding. So all, all five of them actually were there no. at the wedding. Yeah. Isn't no, that I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> Yep. So we had four, we had four girls, um, a sibling group of four girls. And those are the sibling group of four girls that we just adopted this year. And so we've had them for a little over a year, but yeah, so they were there as junior bridesmaids and flower girls. And then Whitley, who we first fostered was also a bridesmaid, but that was amazing that they were able to be there for that event. And then they ended up being, cause at the time we had no idea that they were going to be with us forever. No okay. idea. Yeah. So that was pretty cool too. So was your, okay. So and he walked across or he walked down the aisle to you. Yes, another exactly. another major milestone and everything. <laughs> yeah. But I do want to jump into this motherhood aspect for you. So yes. obviously God had prepared you for fostering, a heart for fostering. And we've covered this topic a lot on the podcast. And I feel like my listeners, if they've been around for a while, have a much more accurate picture of the foster mm-hmm. care system. Not just, you know, the hard and scary parts, but also the beauty the beautiful parts, the inspiring yeah. parts. And the what's possible parts of foster right. care, which I think is a really, really important side that doesn't get talked about a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And so this has been something that has been on your radar for a long time. How did they come into your life? And when did you decide, like, yeah, this is what we're going to do. And we're going to do it now because you're pretty young. How young are you? Uh, I'm 26. Yeah, 26. So you have yeah. five kids in your home right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, you have more than that in your home right now, don't you? Well, right now we have five. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we did just have uh, two kids that were with us about a month ago, um, two little kids in yeah. foster care. But So, so yeah, and your oldest that you've adopted is 19? It's tw- She's 20 Oh, now. 20. She's so 20. you were yep. six when she was born. So let's just all get, take a deep breath <laughs> yeah, for that okay. one. Um, okay. So uh, when did you make that decision that now is the time? Because most people would say you could put it off as long as you want because you're young and you have opportunities. And But what, what was that like? Absolutely. So um, three years ago, it was probably almost exactly three years ago, actually. Whitley called. She was 17 at the time. Um, And so Whitley is the 20-year-old that we have adopted now. But she, um, I started, I'm the one, the way I learned about foster care is through her. I was mentoring and um, she was removed from her home when she was 11 years old and placed into foster care. And at the time, like I was completely just shook up. Like I couldn't believe that. I had no idea that there were kids around me that were going through such hard times and not having that love that they needed um, because I grew up in such a great family. So that was absolutely eye-opening for me um, where I just knew that I had to do everything I could to help kids in foster care um, because they didn't have the same privileges or the same opportunities I did or the love. They didn't know how special they were. So I made it my life mission to like help kids in those situations. So Whitley was 17 at the time 
And she called us and she asked if me and Chris would be her foster parents. Um, she didn't have anywhere else to go. They were talking about putting her in a juvenile detention center or a group home until she turned 18 and was just on her own. Um, so we made the decision that we would become foster parents for her. So we were licensed at that time. Um, we knew we had to. I mean, I've always loved Whitley so much. Like I've had this connection with her that I... I, I, I totally know it's like a mother connection with her. At the time, I didn't understand at all. When I was in high school, college, like I always wanted to adopt her, which was so weird. But I'm like, this obviously isn't possible when I'm 17 years old to adopt her. <laughs> like that doesn't really work like that. <laughs> but I had that strong, strong connection. Um, so when she called, like I knew that we had to um, give her the opportunity to know love and know a family. And um, so we became foster parents for her. She lived with us for a year. And um, yeah, there was a lot of challenging times, but then there was also a lot of amazing times. Um, and we were, she was able to graduate high school, which was awesome. And um, she ended up moving out. And we then at that time had talked about it and decided that we would continue to open our home for other kids in the area. And um, at the time we're like, we'll take one kid under the age of two. Like, let's start young, start. we got a lot going on. We're, we've got to plan our wedding here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, well, and we knew the need, so that's why we were doing it. There's so many kids that don't have a family, don't have that love. We're living in group homes um, with staff coming in and out because there's just not enough foster families. So, and then our first placement was a little three-year-old and a two-month-old. <laughs> and so we, we just went in. Chris, for a while, was like, uh-uh. Like, usually when they call, that's how it works. I'm like, let's do it. And he's like, are you crazy? We can't have two kids. Like, what are you talking about? A two-month-old, like a little baby and a three-year-old. Like, we don't know what's, how this is going to work. And then he gets on the same page after a few weeks. He's like, all right, I'm glad we did it. This is so totally part of the plan. Um, so then right after that, I mean, we had – so we fostered 17 kids in all, and then five of those we've adopted. Um, but the four girls that we adopted, they came um, to us in December, about a year and a half ago now. Mm. Um, and so, and that was another thing where, um, which was crazy saying yes to four girls. Um, that was a lot. Like we then were ready for having, yeah. we had another little boy in our home at the time too, had a lot of behavioral problems. Like he was four years old came from a rough situation, saw a lot, had a lot happen where he was really struggling with his behaviors and all of that. But crazy thing, and this is a big reason where I just completely have been able to trust God's timing, absolutely completely trust it. Um, we had a few kids leave like four or five days before we got the call for these four girls. And craziest part about it, I knew the two older girls. I worked at a group home. And I, I knew them and I was very connected to them. So, and I had stopped working there. The girls had left the group home, went back with family. And then all of a sudden we have beds available days before they came into care and they needed a place. We had kids leave. So we had beds, um, and they ended up coming. So it was insane. And then they ended up being with us forever. We were able to adopt them. Um, but which, yeah, I mean, that's been a big thing. I, I hate waiting. I hate waiting. <laughs> like with timing and all that, like I just am not patient with that at all. But I don't, I've learned through that, like literally that alone, that God's timing is right. And sometimes you have to wait in, but everything, he will open the doors and make it work the way that it's supposed to. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and we're going to post pictures of your beautiful adoption day on the website as well. Okay. People can go check that out because boy, are you a beautiful family. Oh, this. I mean, this whole story just seems so 
foreordained. Like, these were your kids. Like you said, you had that mother connection when you were 17 years old, and you had no rhyme or reason to want to take on a child as your mm-hmm. own, right? But it was just, I mean, I believe our kids are meant specifically for us. And mm-hmm. it may not be who they're born through or born to, but our kids are meant for us. And Absolutely. these kids are meant for you. And um, wowie. I hear from a lot of moms who struggle with meeting their needs of their children, whether they're biological, adopted, fostered, whatever, um, just different personalities. And obviously in your situation, a lot of different trauma and backgrounds and instability, and you're trying to meet their needs. What would you tell a mom who's feeling like they're struggling um, to meet their child where they're at right now? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the biggest thing that's helpful for us is just trying to connect, um, really trying to like connect with your kids. Um, because yeah, there's, we've had a lot of hard moments, um, especially towards the beginning of the placement for a long time, for months, if not probably over a year, actually, once we adopted the girls, things started changing. Their behavior started turning around. They were so afraid of having to leave, but we had to work through so much trauma, so much that they had gone through in the past. It's so many, hard moments where I felt like I had no idea what I was doing or how we were going to get through it. Um, and I would say the biggest thing that helped me was not carrying that weight on my shoulders. Um, there've been many times where I've just got down on my knees and literally just put my hands up and like, God, I can't do this. Like, I can't do this alone. Like I need you and I need you to take all of this heavy, um, everything that they had gone through. And I, I, I couldn't carry that myself. Like I met them where they were, but then I gave that to God mm-hmm. um, and just focused on what I could do every single day. Try not to worry about the future. Try to just stay in the moment and just do what I could um, that day to get through. And there are some days where literally you're just like in survival mode, just getting through the day is just trying to survive and get through it. But um, yeah, I mean, we've just being able to put that weight on God's shoulders and then just, do what you can each and every single day um, to connect with your child and help them feel that they're loved and special. And um, we've had to get extra help as well, which um, was very important with helping them to heal from certain things that have happened. Um, and finding those right resources and that right help is super important um, because there's a lot of things that like you can't just do it yourself as a mom, um, which I'm, I've always wanted to like fix things right then and there. Like I want things fixed. I want to be able to change the way they're feeling and help them to feel loved and special right then and um, get them through those hard moments and help them see a different way. But a lot of times it's like this waiting thing where you just keep doing what you can do and let go of everything else um, and continue to put that weight on God and just focus on what you can do. Hey everyone, I know you are absolutely loving getting to hear from Emily today, but I wanted to thank one of our show sponsors and that is Two Sisters Spa. Have you ever put your kids in the bath with a bath bomb? You know those fizzy, bubbly, sudsy bombs that either make the suds and the soapy bubbles or they turn your bath a color? Bath bombs are so much fun and that is what Two Sisters Spa has done. They've created beautiful, really fun bath bombs for kids and adults. And the cool thing about the kids ones is that they have the little prizes inside. As they dissolve, the prize is revealed and your kids have a new little plaything. It is so awesome. 
The founder, Amanda, is a mom of two herself, and she is passionate about creating a product for moms to really say I love you to your kids and make bath time a little more fun. You are going to love all of their products that can be found on Amazon if you search for Two Sister Spa, and you can get everything from the Unicorn Surprise Bubble Bath Pack to the Pirate Surprise Pack. They are so much fun, and your kids are absolutely going to love having these in their bath time. Amanda is committed to helping working moms have flexible working options, and so she employs all moms with flexible work hours, and I think that is so awesome. All the bath bombs are made in small batches in the USA, and they are made with ingredients that you can feel good about. So check out twosisterspa.com or head over to Amazon to get two-day shipping. Trust me, your kids will thank you. Thanks so much to Two Sisters Spa for sponsoring the show. Now let's get back to it with Emily. Like we talked about before, as a doer, you want to be the one to meet all their needs and to do all the things and just make it happen. But sometimes our role is really to facilitate them getting to the support they need. And maybe it's not through us. Maybe it's right. something external. And at the very least, or at the very most, it's it's God that, yeah. that has it all, right? Um, oh, yeah. Nothing's going to slip Absolutely. through the cracks. Nothing. Right. And, we, and we can trust that. We really, really can. Um, mm -hmm. But in... Yeah, in those hardest moments, it's 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 hard. It's hard, but you don't see it right in front of you. Yeah, the access. Wow. Absolutely. No, that's been the biggest help with the kids is definitely focusing and turning them to God, um, and realizing like as a mom, like I can't do everything, but He can. Like He can heal them from the past and everything that they've gone through that they shouldn't have gone through, and um, all of the hard moments and the fears. And um, I can't take those away. I can help them and love them through it. But he's the one that's been able to do that and make life-changing um, things where their hearts have healed and um, fear has gone away. And that's been, um, that's going through the depression and anxiety is what taught me that like he is the one that instead of taking it on my shoulders, instead of feeling like I'm the one that needs to do this, I point them to him. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where I've seen absolutely um, just life-changing moments happen is when I turn them to him. And I mean, we found an amazing church where the kids have been able to um, love the church. And they are now like our five-year-old girl, Izzy. She's so sweet. She's been like preaching about things. And it's so sweet. She just gets on these tangents. We were at the dressing room yesterday. I was trying on clothes and she just starts going, and start saying, you know, it doesn't matter. God made you. You are so special, and he made you the way you are, and it doesn't matter what you look like. It's who you are in the inside. We're, like, in the dressing room, and she's just <laughs> going, raising her voice. Like, she's so passionate about it. But that's been the biggest thing, like, the most proud moments I've had when I've realized that the kids are developing a relationship with God, and that's where I've seen the most, the biggest changes um, mm. with how they're feeling and um and all of that is through him and through that relationship with God. Sure. And you know the biggest changes can come from that relationship. Yes. But I would venture to say probably it doesn't come easy to all of your kids, especially oh, if yeah. they've had um, challenging relationships with father figures or parental figures. So, so I am curious because all of us want our kids well, you know, people of faith want their children to grow up to have that strong relationship with God and to have a trusting relationship with Heavenly Father. Um, but what if, what about for people that don't have that good image of a mm -hmm. father figure in their life? How do you help them to overcome and see what is possible from a loving God when they kind of distrust love in humans? Does that make sense? Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
one of our daughters has struggled with that. Um, and she definitely has, I mean, was against it for a while. And, um, I mean, for a while there, I was probably trying a little too hard for her to develop that relationship, but she had to come to it on her own. Um, and, and I think the biggest thing was just getting her in the presence of God and getting her at our church and a church that just brings absolute life into you. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that took a long time. And that was one of the biggest things I prayed for, for a long time was just like for her to just give her life to God. And, um, to be able to just trust him because yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was a, a big thing is like when they struggle with trust and they've been hurt by a lot of people to be able to like, well, why should I trust God? Um, and that wasn't something that I could really like change for her. I would say it was just absolutely just bringing her into the presence of God and just, um, just waiting patiently mm. <laughs> and praying and, um, and yeah, just being, trying to be very patient with it, which is hard because you know how much it can help. But that that's, you can't really like help, let somebody else see that unless they've experienced it as well. Yeah. Um, so I would say that that's been the biggest thing is just like getting her to ch church every Sunday um, and trying to help her, you know, see that for her own, which it happens. So yeah, creating opportunities for her to feel the spirit and let the spirit do the work. Like yes. it's not our yeah. work that's going to change these kids. It's, oh, it's his work. And then modeling how God is moving in your own life. And, yeah, and showing absolutely. what's possible. Oh, right. It. Well, mm -hmm. Emily, I have a little surprise for you. Your husband, Chris, sent me a message <laughs> for you. And he wants to tell you what he thinks about you as a mom. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'm going to play it for you now. Oh, okay. That's cute. Hey, Em. I just want to tell you that I love you so much. I'm so blessed to have you in my life. And I can't believe that you're with me, like um, you're way out of my league. So I'm very fortunate for that. But you're just an, an unbelievable mom whose focus on what's most important just really inspires me because it's not about whether the dishes are clean, the laundry's done, uh, whether makeup or how you look, it's all about the joy, the love, and the excitement that you bring and that our girls and our family is feeling. And that's what you really bring to our household. It's just so much love and care. And the thing too, like I'm just so confident that our girls are gonna grow up to be incredible women just because of your example and who you are and how you live your life every single day. So I'm just uh, so thankful for that. Uh, I love you dearly. Aw, that's sweet. Yes. That's so cute. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. That's sweet. Yes. Well, oh. he wanted to let you know how much you mean to him and how much seeing you mother those girls means to him. And that's, it's great to be affirmed in that way because as moms, it's a, a thankless job most days. And we're not getting those oh. year-end reviews from our boss that feel so affirming like, yes, I've done my job. You know, I've gotten 10 marks on these. Like, we don't get that report card on a daily basis, but we see it in the little things and the little choices our kids make when we've been working on Absolutely. something with them and then they do it on their own. And you're like, yes. oh, they heard me. I thought they didn't hear me. And then when you hear those affirming words from a husband that sees you working so tirelessly day in and day out and you're like, he sees me. He sees mm -hmm. me, you know, that just- Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, love so it. Sweet. Is there anything you Is wanted to tell Chris? I mean, yeah, he's absolutely, such an amazing person, amazing dad. And, um, I just absolutely admire how he's constantly doing what he can to improve himself. And as a father, as a husband, um, he's just got that 
you know, that motivation in him to do what he can to always continue to get better for our family and works every single day to do everything he can to support us and be there for us. And, um, he's absolutely just an amazing person who I couldn't do life without for sure. Mm. I love that. Yeah, he's a major motivational speaker now, and I can't imagine what it's like sitting in the audience watching him do his thing and realize all the work and the blood, sweat, and tears that have taken to get him to where he yes. is. But this is this is the moment, right? Mm -hmm. This is this is it, and and the future is just unlimited for for all of you in terms of where God's going to take you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Thank you. So exciting. Well, this has just been amazing. Tell everybody where they can find your book, where they can find you if they want to follow along with your family and your story. Yeah, so our book is called The Seven Longest Yards, and um, I mean, it's on, it's going to be coming out July 9th, and it will be on pretty much everything that where they sell books. You'll be able to find it. Um, and then I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Emily Summers Norton. Um, I try to post, but it's hard as well. <laughs> so there's a lot of other going on, but yeah. definitely try to keep people in the loop and raise awareness for foster care and adoption and all of that. But yeah. Amazing. Well, yeah. Emily, I always ask my guests one final question. It's really the mission of this whole podcast. It's called Extraordinary Moms, not because I have perfect moms on this show. It's because I want all women, all mothers to believe that they are extraordinary, that by signing up for this job, that they're extraordinary, by doing their best, they're extraordinary, by contributing to their families and their community in a way that's unique to only them and right. to really believe in the value of how they were created. It can help us to elevate what's possible so, so much more when we simply believe in ourselves. We're doing the things anyways with these right. unique attributes. What if we believed in ourselves? And so I want people to be able to own their extraordinary and the extraordinary aspects of their lives. And so, Emily, I want to know for you, what is something that makes you extraordinary? I would just say um, loving as with my whole heart, just really putting myself out there and um, doing everything I possibly can to love kids, our kids, um, and then also love the kids that come into our care through foster care. Because I truly believe that every single person in the world needs to know that they're loved, that they're special, and that they're enough. Um, so I would say that's the biggest thing is just um, loving and then also acting and doing what I can to put that into action, mm. um, to really show others how valuable they are. Mm. I love that. Emily, this has just been the best morning for me. Thank you so <laughs> much for taking the time. I think you're extraordinary and you're just getting started. Yes. No, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And all the best to Chris and all the best to your girls and any of the kids that walk through your doors. Thank you. You too. You guys, she's 26. <laughs> 20 six to have that wisdom and maturity and perspective holy moly emily you're amazing i'm so grateful for your willingness to share your journey with us to write this amazing book the seven longest yards i want everyone to go pick it up to hear about that season of your life but what i really loved about our my discussion with emily today was her own vulnerability and sharing about her own personal struggles unrelated to the circumstances around her, unrelated to the things that you would expect to be challenging for her, but her own struggles with mental health and depression and things like that. I appreciate that openness so much because we do look at people like Emily and think, well, they're the exception to challenges. They have their act together. They're just amazing. They can handle things that I could never handle. But to hear that, yes, she has a lot of incredible attributes about her and she is amazing. 
but that does not make her immune from her own challenges. And I'm just so grateful for her to portray...